This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour number one of the G-Bag Nation. While Brian Broaddus tries to figure out how to work these TVs and get it on the Senior Bowl practices, what a great day it is here on a hump day. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, Brian Broaddus, the great Lucius Alexander. We got Carter Freeman running your video here on Twitch and on YouTube. The General Gavin Dawson on assignment, family duty here for the next couple of days. But, gentlemen, the coaching carousel continues to move on, and we've got Mike McDonald, a guy that we've kind of been campaigning for to land one of these jobs, former Ravens defensive coordinator. He is going to get the job in Seattle, where we thought maybe, just maybe, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn could be a slight favorite for. That ain't happening. DQ did interview yesterday with Washington. The commander's now the only vacant coaching position And I did see earlier today David Moore from the Morning News saying that if indeed Dan Quinn did not land one of these jobs, he is expected to come back and he would happily welcome a return to the Dallas Cowboys. And it seems like we're trending in that direction right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, We'll see. It's just down to the commanders. Do the commanders want them some DQ? But otherwise, yeah. Uh, and I, I wonder, I wonder where the commanders go. If if they weren't going to be in on Mike McDonald and you have Slowick from the Texans saying he's staying, Ben Johnson obviously doing what he's doing, I wonder, you know, would they go? I haven't heard anything about like a Vrabel or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it's Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for the Lions. Yeah, but could be. Yeah, ultimately, you know, emotions were high after they got crushed by the Packers in the playoff game, and I was ready to see everybody go. But if, uh, you know, if everything else is going to remain pretty status quo in terms of the coaching staff, if Dan Quinn's back, it is certainly not the worst thing in the world. Brian, are you surprised at all? You know, we, we had the link of Belichick to the Falcons. I think the Falcons yeah. have done a pretty darn good job with how they've put their staff together. They loved Raheem Morris. They hired him. They brought in Jimmy Lake. Now they've got Zach Robinson, who's an up-and-coming offensive minus their coordinator. That could work out for them. But the commanders are also a team that really needs to change and overhaul their organization. And if that's kind of what a Bill Belichick is looking to do, and that was a big reason why the Falcons decided, hey, let's be comfortable. We don't want to do and mess with that. Are you not surprised that Washington hasn't looked into Bill Belichick at all? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, and because they went out and they got the general manager that they wanted from the 49ers. Adam Peters, I Adam believe. Peters, yeah. And they got, you know, so they're – If you look at where the command and the commanders have a history, and I I go back to when I was in the league, there was Bobby Beathard, a Hall of Famer. You know, they they had a at one time it was separate, and then you started to see like in nineteen ninety-nine when Marty Schottenheimer was there, it started to be more kind of a coach-driven personnel department. 
Joe Gibbs, mm-hmm. if you remember, really yeah. heavy personnel guy with, you know, as a coach, kind of the general manager. You know, Charlie Casterly was in entitled, but really it was, you know, Joe Gibbs was running the show. I don't think, you know, and Ron Rivera, but the last four years, Ron Rivera has been really the general manager with Martin Mayhew in title. So I, I think that the I think the commanders were really not interested in having a very heavy coach driven personnel department that they wanted the two separate. They they did the right thing. You, the the Chargers, on the other hand, they did the opposite. They went and got Harbaugh first, and then what did they do? They asked Harbaugh who they would like who would you like your general manager to be? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then he went and got a guy that you know was working with the Ravens, so you know now that the Chargers are immediately coach-driven personnel department. So if you're ever going to deal with the Chargers, you're dealing with Harbaugh. You're dealing with Harbaugh, and on the Commanders. So no, uh, you know, I think that I, I do believe that 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 uh, that Rich McKay, the president of the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, everybody says he had a relationship with Belichick and all that. It might be the case, but I believe he was also protecting his turf. You know, I believe and, that, that's, and, that is what it sounded like from the reports. Rich McKay was a longtime general manager at Tampa. Then he was a general manager in Atlanta. And then he kind of got actually got kicked up, became president of the team. You know, he's Arthur Blank trusts him for some ungodly reason. I don't know, but. Here we are, and I, I just don't think that he was interested in Bill Belichick coming in there in Atlanta. And I think that, but Washington, to me, they clearly wanted a general manager, and they didn't want the the head coach being the general manager of the team. So, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and I'm seeing uh, Anthony Weaver is another name. He's the Baltimore Ravens defensive line coach. Uh, Ooh, okay. he, he's another guy that is that they are interviewing and impressed with, and so yeah, uh, it seems like maybe it's down to Anthony Weaver of the Ravens uh, or or Dan Quinn. Uh, so defensive, yeah. Either way, you know, what's um, pretty cool is uh, it's it, and, and our buddy Clarence Hill, who was on the show with us yesterday, Forward Star Telegram, put it out there too. But former North Texas Mean Green legend DeSoto Eagle. Zachary Orr, who is the Ravens linebacker coach, played with Baltimore before he had to retire early, had a really good rookie season, yep. but he could be in line to get the defensive coordinator job now. For the Ravens? For the Ravens. Oh, yeah, because now their their spots opened up. That, that would, would be incredible sense. for Zachary Orr. Yes. Go we were, Mean Green, we, baby. We were there when he was there. We were. He was a stud. He was. Gosh, he was a stud. I can't remember what the injury was that forced him out, but there was some type of medical issue. There was. After a really awesome rookie season, but that but would that be. That old family, man, that's that's a DFW uh, icon right there when it comes to football families. So what do we need to see? If Dan Quinn is back, what is what does he need to change? Because see, for me, don't you guys think that the main thing, and I know that we were just talking about that with, with Hagee and some of the personnel, but the one thing that is, even when you had linebackers that you felt good about, even the one year, you know, with Leighton Van Der Esch was healthy a year ago uh, for the majority of the season until he got hurt in the Jacksonville game. But it's the, he's got to go into the lab and figure out what do I need to do? Look at what Baltimore did. Look at what Kansas City's had success with. But how do I adjust to some of these motion offenses? Because And it's not, it's not as easy and simplistic as that. That's way easier said than done. Sure. But you look at that entire tree of coaches, and, and motion isn't going anywhere at all in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a Kyle Shanahan, a, a LaFleur, a McVay, Bobby Slowick, 
all of these guys, they're going to present those problems, and you're playing a bunch of these teams coming up this year. You've got Houston on your schedule that you're going to have to play against. So he's got to figure out defensively, how can I counteract? You had the article last week from The Ringer talking about some of the things the coaches are doing. What does motion do to you guys? What does motion do to a defense? It confuses them and it it uh, it puts them hesitation, at a disadvantage when it comes to leverage on on the guys and on the football. Is that on the coach or is that on the players for not communicating? Both, but I feel like when you have communication issues, it might be because you don't have proper understanding of the roles for the players on the field, and I do think that responsibility, to an extent, is definitely on the players, Yeah, but it's also on the teaching of the coach. There's also, yeah, if you get a team that plays a lot of motion, they're trying to confuse you. They're trying to make sure that you're, in. you know, if you play a ton of, and it should be pretty easy for the Cowboys as much man coverage as they play, to be able to handle, you know, but when you get in certain formations, bunch formations and stuff, maybe that causes you a little bit more issues. I think Dallas, I think Dallas needs to look at defensive players that are football intelligence. A hundred percent. You know, and and and, that, and and people are out there driving around. Somebody look, said don't draft any linebacker from LSU. Yeah. <laughs> Very well could. I mean, we've yeah. seen plenty of really good linebackers. Hey, Brady James here went bad. Yeah, he was really good. Went bad. I mean, but yeah, you know, they hey, they've there have been some good ones though too. I, I'll say this though, with Dan, maybe it is about when they when they're starting to evaluate players, especially players in the secondary, especially linebacker players. You know, where's the football IQ? Yeah. And when you say football IQ and players, I'm I'm not talking about dumb players. Just talking about though when you study, when you prepare, you know that that could be some of that too. You can see it on tape, too. You can yeah. see a player's ability to read, diagnose, but also natural instincts or something as exactly. well, which you can't teach. You cannot teach that. But but it, when you see these players, and we mentioned the Wilson kid from North Carolina State, mm-hmm. there's a player with instincts right there. Well, and you love Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson. There's another My one. My guy Cedric Gray from North Carolina, I there's think, is another a player one. with that. There's another one. To me, I'm now looking at my defense, and I'm going, I can't play with players that can't adjust. Yeah. If if we're if we're just gonna be one trick ponies on defense, we're gonna get we're gonna get gashed. You know, you gotta be able to move, you gotta be able to adjust, you gotta be able to switch assignments and not affect you. If I'm Dan if I'm Dan Quinn, I'm looking at my team and I'm going, some of the biggest plays I gave up this year were communication busts. Yes. And is that on me? Yeah. Is it on my players? Yeah. Do we need to get smarter players? Yeah. You know, those are the kinds of things you have to look at as you're on your defense. Are we a team that is talented, but we're not, we can't make adjustments on the fly? Yeah. No, that's huge. And and you see teams like Baltimore is a great example where they have two super high IQ football players and their defense got so much better with Roquan Smith, the quarterback of their defense, yeah. and Kyle Hamilton sure. from Notre Dame who's turned out to be just a stud, Swiss Army Knife kind of dude, super versatile, can do a bunch of different things. But, yes, it's collective. It's got to be the entire unit, and especially in the back end. Uh, I think even with with Spagnola and the Chiefs defense right now, their safety, Eric Reed, that dude, that dude knows where to be, when to be there. Who was and a free agent. Yes. He, he was out there for anybody to sign. He was there for the taking, and that's a dude that, uh, that understands things. So I think especially at your second and third levels of your defense, you've got to have high IQ players because I think a lot of when it comes to slowing down these motion teams is being able to you know, be kind of a movement defense as well pre-snap. You know, you're not super static. 
before the snap, and especially post-snap, being able to disguise things and confuse these quarterbacks, being able to blitz at a high level. You're seeing the best defenses right now are defense that are blitzing you and defensive coordinators that are dialing it up in a huge way. Baltimore, Kansas City, both of those teams. Uh, so, and then the other one that I saw too, like in the in the Packers game, so frustrating where it's third and four and Deron Bland's eight yards off the yeah the, the boundary yes. receiver who the in that cushion. case was a tight end that was terrible. You know that that made no sense no whatsoever. Question. I'm with you on that a lot. You, you, yes, you've got to have like your outside corners need to be bump like press coverage corners. Well, I think you got two guys that are suited to do it right with Bland and hopefully Diggs comes back healthy and we'll see what they want to do if they want to bring back Stephon Gilmore or, or not and I get the running stuff but you've got two guys there and Bland and Diggs that can run. Yes like so I, I think the physicality from the corners in the run game but also press coverage and the Chiefs were number one in the sport at being most often having their both their outside corners in press coverage. Uh, the uh, The Ravens were fourth. The Lions were fifth. The Bills were third. So, I mean, you have these defenses that were that were pretty good this year. It's impressive what Buffalo did with all those injuries, too, defensively. Absolutely. It's a hell of a job. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job figuring that thing out as the season went on. But I think all of those things need to happen. And then, of course, personnel-wise, you got to get you got to get bigger and beefier. Yeah. You know, on the interior of the defensive line, the linebackers, to an extent, also need to need to bring a little bit more size there. But... Yeah, I think those are some of the things that Dan Quinn needs to be able to get get a feel for and hopefully get a grasp on these offenses because not only are you going to see them in the regular season, but more importantly, if you want to do any damage in the postseason, you're going to end up going up against one of these kind of, kinds of offenses. 100%. It doesn't matter. It's just going to happen. Maybe it's round one like it was this year with LaFleur and your guys are lost and wide receivers are scoring touchdowns where you don't even know who was the nearest defender because they're all miles away from them. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're going to do any type of substantial winning in the postseason. You've got to figure out how to stop these types of offense. And a lot of the text eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three is saying, well, you got one of those linebackers on your team in Micah Parsons, but you're playing him at edge. And see, a- this is what's so funny about the fan base now. You know, to me, Micah Parsons is a much better edge than he is a linebacker, without question. I'm sorry, I just you know he, I agree with you. He's you know we. You know, you look at you look at Micah Parsons. I think Micah Parsons in that in that first in in that uh, the first the first play the twenty yard play that the the Packers made in the middle of the field where uh, where they had the Dubs Dubs Dobbs. Dobbs had the the route inside and they took three guys went with Watson. Micah Parsons was in a drop situation there. Micah Parsons got caught between. Like knowing where to be and where to be on as far as depth and where the safeties were, mm-hmm. you know, Micah Parsons playing as a linebacker to me is I I I don't see it anymore. Mm. I, don't I just don't, and I, I don't just, even want to just say edge either. He is a line of scrimmage player. He is a move around it's and makes wreck special. shop. Yeah, because that's why when yeah. when he was drafted at a Penn State and we had watched him, yeah, like. Good player, but, yeah. I mean, they're drafting another off-ball linebacker. What has right. set him apart as a defensive player of the year candidate is his pass-rushing ability, which is maybe the best in all of the NFL. Now, it's not to say he can't play linebacker. I get some of this, but there's a reason why. I mean, you, you need to have those disruptors. Those yes. are rare players, yeah. and he is one of the few rarities in the go league draft, that can do that. Go draft linebackers now. You have, you have a guy that is one of the rarest players in the National Football League. You know, and and listen, you know, 
there's been some questions of, you know, does Micah Parsons really want to prepare? You know, does it, you know, does he have to watch tape? Is he going to be willing to, you know, to do the things to have to play line? No, he, he's a much better pass rusher because that's his natural ability to do that. And you can move him around and, and make him uh, have success that way. At linebacker, you have to play with the instincts. You have to study. It's you the, have to prepare. It's Bobby Wagner time. And they're, maybe they're, this is the year that they is, finally do that. I think this is the Because a lot of the linebackers that. we're mentioning, they still need that field general type player. I mean, we talked about that yesterday with the draft show. You you need somebody that is but you need mentally a, you need can a process. Veteran, you need a veteran player that's not broken down. Is, is Wagner? Well, I mean, broken down in the way of age and miles on him and yeah. stuff like that. I think if you watch Bobby Wagner right now and watch Bobby Wagner two years ago, you would say, ah, oh, man, he looks a little bit slower there. Which makes sense why this would be the year the Cowboys would do that, right? For sure. It's a Cowboy thing to do. He's We've a talked about it for three years, and now this will be the year they do it, and maybe he finally ends up being the Keith I mean, Brooking, Zach Thomas route where he can't I, play I, anymore. I, would, I mean, I need to sit down and watch Bobby Wagner. Maybe I'm speaking out of my rear right now. But you I do just, tend to do that a little but bit. But to me, if you're if if Jerry's talking about an all-in move, it could be from these veteran linebackers because we're going to talk about these rookie linebackers a lot. We're going to talk about these college kids. They've all got something that kind of scares you a little yeah. bit. They all do, and they're but they're all really good players. Mm-hmm. Whether you, they're too short or too banged up or whatever, I'm with you though. You got to have an adult in the room. So yeah. whoever that is, you got to get a veteran in there that understands things, and then you got some young studs behind him. Hopefully, Overshone comes back like a beast. Micah Parsons talking for the first time since the Packers' loss. I'll tell you a quote from him from the Edge via Bleacher Report. And how about some all-time facts and stats? How well do you know your Super Bowl history? And then we got G Bag of the Day at two thirty next on the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's get you to the G-Bag of the Day as quickly as possible here in the G-Bag Nation. Segment brought to you by Soda State-of-the-Art Weight Loss and Frankel and & Frankel. Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel & Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Frankel & Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214-333-3333. G-Bag of the Day in six minutes. Here's the Wooly Bully with some sports and football. Yeah, we'll get to some uh, how well do you know your Super Bowl history here in just a moment with oh. a couple of football guys. Wait, are we are we determining football guy of the day based on we this? We sure are. This will be football you sure guy of the day. That's pretty early in the program to just go ahead and crown somebody like well, that. Well, uh, if we're going to crown them, they crown their ass, and that's exactly what we're going to do. But we have Micah Parsons talking on his podcast, The Edge, on Bleacher Report. Our buddy John Mashota doing this, uh, and Micah said, quote, I'm completely embarrassed, and uh, the loss was unacceptable. It took me a while to even show my face in public. Hmm. 
On the Cowboys' all-in offseason, he said, quote, I hope that we go out and get the players we're missing because we didn't do that this year. I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better, and become greater. Man, you got to think, though, with the way like the world is conducive these days for the guy who doesn't want to show his face. You can just, your door dash and your food, your groceries you can get delivered. You, uh... You know, he's probably, if he, if he really wanted to, he could have the, the workout situation, the weight set up right there in his garage or wherever he could have a workout room. Like, in theory, this is probably the best time ever to be the guy that doesn't want to show his face. You don't have to. You don't have to get out of your house to go get those groceries. I don't know. I, I think this is actually probably the best opportunity for a guy like that. Yeah. I you think, know, no problem. I mean, hey, we asked uh, Dak about that. Like, when's the last time you went to the grocery store? And he said, man, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Other than my local CVS around the corner, maybe by the house. But he's getting that stuff delivered. So maybe Micah has been able to uh, just take some time. It's been, what, a month almost since the game? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first time he's talking. This is his first episode of his podcast? This is it. Okay. Well, because he, uh, he didn't even meet with the media in the postgame, right? Did no, he didn't. He ditched the locker room situation? He did. So and he and knew that's immediately. confirmed 100%. Yeah. I bet he knew at halftime he was going to be in a not going to not show my face situation. He probably knew at around halftime. It wasn't good. All right, let's get to some uh, facts here, gentlemen. I'll give you guys an easy one to start off when it comes to the Super Bowl. You can play along with us wherever you might be as well. 877-881-1053 before we get into the G-bag of the day with Lucius. Most games played in Super Bowl history. Who's the one player that's played the most? I mean, it's Tom. Is it Tom? It's got to be the the Bradyman. You think it's Tom? It's got to be. Got to be? Final answer. No, there's... there's uh, the most rings is Tom. Most rings is definitely Tom with seven. I mean, and he played most even more played than that. With ten, Eric Chiafalo is right. Tommy Brady. Tom Brady. I'm on the board. All right, this one might be a little bit I'm tougher, let you boys. Win today. No, dude, there's no free lunches around. This I'm is one trying. that I think you're going to have to get here, Brian. I'm not going to really try. This one's going to be tough. Most losses by a head coach in Super Bowl history. Marv Levy. Marv Levy is in a tie. With uh, Bud Grant. Bud Grant. I get two points for that there, you, Bo. Hey, so. I don't you, think so. I you, think that was a combo. We got two more oh. points on the table for this one, boys. We got a four-way tie for most losses by a coach. All of them have four losses. Oh. So you got Marv Levy and Bud Grant. There's two more. One of them has a cowboy tie. Oh, my gosh. One of them has a cowboy tie? One of them tie? has a cowboy tie. Tom, Not Tom Landry. Not Tom. No. It's not Lando. Dan um, Reeves. Been on Dan Reeves, yes, sir. That's three points there for Brian. Good and call. one more. This is one you should get here, Mr. South Beach. Shula? Shula. I got one. You guys nailed that. All right, how about let's go uh, single game record, shall we? By the way, Bud Grant, you know he's most famous for not even being a coach, but for being the ultimate garage sailor. Yeah, I heard of about his time. all his gear. Yeah. I should have done that in my day. He did a year he, for, for until, until the day he went down, which was recently. How cool would that be to like get Bud Grant's like, Old spot built coaching shoes. That'd be black badass. waffle bottom coaching. Look it up, man. When you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm just shaking my head. I like, know you are. You look sure. like a bobblehead doll. Like great there. shoes. Yeah, spot built coaching shoes. Look them up. You'd be impressed. Do you guess that Bud Grant was a haggler? You think was so? he a negotiator? Oh, he was a haggler. Bud Grant was he, he was he had a steadfast rule. No haggling. No haggling. The price is the price, and all he would say simply take a walk. Take a walk. If you want, if you want something, it's five dollars. But you want it for three dollars at his garage sale. Get out of here. You take a walk. 
Sorry, Wolchuk, continue with the I trivia. I bet your Bud Grant had some really cool old gray uh, Minnesota Vikings sweatshirts. Some purple people. I eating. agree. No, because he, he was known for not wearing jackets. Oh, he like, was a jacket-off guy. He was a jacket. Some yeah, of us he, are, he, he dude. wear the jacket. Sometimes, you, sometimes you're just like you're a warm-blooded guy. Yeah. Do you see it's a little You too know hot. I'm a jacket on guy yeah, based, on, based on our, our opportunities uh-huh. there freezing freezing face. Why did I almost in the uh in the pregame in the Miller Light almost, West Plaza? You I almost al- fell right into that. I almost that. went right into the door on that one. All right. How about I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How about this? I know you know what I'm talking Let's go about. running backs. How old do you know your Super Bowl running backs? Most Timmy Smith. Davis. Timmy Smith. Most okay, Timmy Smith does have most <laughs> rushing yards. <laughs> Who has oh. the most rushing touchdowns in Super Bowl history? Emmett. Emmett Smith. It is Emmett. Deuce, deuce. <laughs> it is indeed. Now, am I, am I, am I benefiting from the Catch-22 Emmett Smith poster that is directly behind the right shoulder of Zach Wolchuk right now? All right, sure, last, maybe. last one. Most sacks, and this is a tie between two players. One of them has happened within the last 10 years. The other one within the last third. Von Miller. Von Miller is one of them with four and a half. Local legend. So the other one is 30... 30- the other ones have in the Taylor. last 30 years. Lawrence Taylor. Not Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. I won. This is good. Charles Haley. It's Charles Haley. Football, guys. I think you both did a great job with this so far. Who right? won? I, I won. Think I, had the, I think you, you, I think, well, man. I won. I, I think I had tie. the most. Because we got four. You better five. get to Lucius before something bad happens. We're going to we're gonna tally these votes. Yeah. We'll go to Lucius here, though, for G-Bag of the Day, yeah. shall we? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Slip slide. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know? Is that a TV show theme song? Uh, Diana Ross? Oh, no. I got it from Diana Ross. Now, it could be TV. I don't know. I, I definitely got that from Diana Ross. The Facts of Life or something like that show. Yeah, that's something my mom would play when it was time to clean up in the house. Oh. Eventually, that'll come on while you're scrubbing the toilet. Uh, you end up knowing all the words. All right, our G-Bag of the Day winner is uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster Chris Russo. Goes off on Big Dan Campbell's fourth down decisions right there. Check them out. If you are a Lions fan, you tell me right now, for the next month, when they get this game played and everything else, the month of February, what are you going to be thinking about? Beating Baker Mayfield or the fact that the Niners did the right? <laughs> My did God right. almighty! Pay attention, Campbell! <laughs> Jesus! I mean, this is, excuse me, this is ridiculous! And I know we like you, Dan. You're a nice guy. You represent the city of Detroit. Blue collar. Tough. Oh, we get all the nonsense. But manage the game properly. You have a chair. I understand it's a long field goal, 240 yarders, but your kicker's good. You have a very... You got a chance to go back up by three scores, and you go for it on fourth down, and then all the dopes on Twitter are backing you up. The... The, 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 the data freaks who wouldn't know Lombardi for Paul Brown. <laughs> Never heard of Otto Graham. Kenny Stabler. Madden. Wouldn't know him if they fell on him. They do football via math. That's not how you do football. I think we all know. If John Madden, how you do it. If John Madden falls on us, I think we know. We're hurt. I think we know. Boom! That's going to hurt. <laughs> Get my vibes right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. How about another broadcaster? 
<laughs> Colin Cowherd, is he a Hall of Famer yet? No. No? no. Damn, brought us quick with that one. No Google or nothing. I'm I'll a be, voter. I've been keeping up with Colin. He ain't made it yet. I'm a voter. Cow turd. Uh, I hear you, bro. <laughs> uh, he is also a Taylor Swift Avenger. Oh. He has his cape on right here. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah, a lot of people sent this to me, and I think a lot of people are going to get mad that I'm going to play this. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, y'all just don't like women's. Whoa. Oh. Y'all just don't like women's. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the other thing that strikes me. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Love him. Drake on everything. Spike Lee, Knicks games. Eminem, Michigan sporting events. We celebrate it. 80s, 90s, Jack Nicholson, Laker games is cool. But a talented and beautiful woman is on the air, one who would never pay attention to lonely men, and it bothers them. Hmm. There's a stat out there, it's kind of uncomfortable for you sad guys, that 50% of men never have real intimacy with a woman. Ouch. That means the other 50% have multiple intimate relationships with women. How about it? And those ones that don't are uh, angry and sad and lonely, and they are often misogynistic and okay. resent women who didn't give them the time they think they deserve. We celebrate all these goofballs jumping on tables in Buffalo and cheese hats and men and men and Matthew McConaughey and Drake and Jack Nicholson, men and men and men and Eminem and it's cool and can I get a selfie and I can't believe I saw... And a young, attractive, beautiful, talented woman comes on for 25 seconds, and you're bothered. This says nothing about Taylor Swift. It says everything about the men bothered by it. Oh, wow. All right, Colin, don't make it so personal. Brad, <laughs> what do you think, Brad? He put his cape out, right? He did put his cape out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Taylor, look at me. I hope I'll go viral so you see me, man. Would you come on my show while I'm there in uh, yeah. Vegas, please? He put Taylor. his cape out. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, this is smart because now the Swifties are coward look guys and gals. Oh, look, look, he tried to get some of that, some of that residue on him. Give me yes. some of that residue on me, man. You know, that's Y'all a come great, check me out. Run my point. numbers up real quick. Real I love quick. I love so I can run back to the boss. Me. Look at this. Look at this. check Poor Taylor. All right, how about this one? Uh, little girl caught grandma lying. Oh. Grandma said Chuck E. Cheese wasn't open. <laughs> grandma was playing right in this little girl's face. Don't play in my face like this. These kids got technology nowadays. This <laughs> open. You said what? Chuck E. Cheese is open. How did you get that on there? I pressed this little circle right here. Oh. Is Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> open? Chuck E. Cheese is open today from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Damn. Here are the hours for the rest of the week. Damn. Oh, no. Siri's supposed oh, to be on my side. Yeah. If it's my phone, Siri's supposed to be on my side. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's past it, 6 o'clock anyway. This ain't your screen time. What happened to your screen time? Yeah, it's not your screen time. That's, that's one of two things I'm not looking forward to with my kids because I can still get them with that. So-and-so's is closed right now. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. We can't get donuts. It's yeah. closed. Playing right Otherwise, in their face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and the other one. Start looking it up. No, yeah. it's not, Dad. Yeah, when they get 12. He's like, why don't you trust me? Well, you don't remember all those times you lied to me, Pops? Yes. And uh, the, the Dollar General, I can still get by getting a sweet gifts. Hey, like, bro. game-changing gifts for under five bucks. Yeah. I can still get away with it. Nah, I know all about that. One of my first Christmases, boy, that Dollar Tree stuff was all over the floor. He was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah. Hey, the, you're the quantity king that day. I got 15 gifts. <laughs> I crushed, dude. I cleaned up. All right, last one. Uh, Pat McAfee show. Travis Kelsey was on there. Now, I wouldn't play Pat McAfee back-to-back -back like that because I played him yesterday. But this is pretty good. Travis Kelsey was on there and Patty Mahomes just like, you know, just jumped in the screen. 
<laughs> and then both the football people. Oh! Hey, how are you? Hey, Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to beat your ass. You know that? Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your I'll, ass. I'll tell you, but Pat, me and me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. Of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. Could you imagine you two sprinting on the field? Yeah. Just running right in his face laughing. Oh, that would have been great. Gosh, it would have been great. That's good right there. What's Patrick Mahomes' dad name? Isn't it also Pat? It's also Pat. It's Pat, I think too. he's senior. Yeah, okay. he's senior. Patrick Mahomes, senior. Smoking on that Joe Burrow. <laughs> that Burrow. He said, uh, we're smoking on that special blend. I got that special blend right here. <laughs> Talking about Bra- Ravens quarterback. What's his name? Lamar. Lamar. Oh, there we go. That's weed. That's weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Lucius. Here we go. Is it the one-time champ? Is it Mad Dog and his epic rant there? Is it Cowherd the Swifty, the lying grandma? Or is it the Mahomes cameo there on the McAfee show? I, I just love Mahomes' voice so much that I feel like anytime his voice makes an appearance anywhere. <laughs> so that is my vote. Lucius, what say you? That's what my point was. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got his brother's kind of weird. And then you got dad. It's just so damn cold. Yeah, that's cool. Pop's got to go for one more. <laughs> we need more dad. One more. Uh, let me see what I'm riding with. Uh, Chris Russo again. How about that? Okay. Tied at one. Walchuk. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Mad Dog as well. Okay, two to one. Broadus, it's on you, sir. Man, I'm going to vote for the kid. For the lying, the lying grandma? The lying grandma. The kid. Yeah, All right, was, two to one funny. to one. Your one-time champ is now twice over. Mad Dog Russo in the epic rant, and that is your G-Bag of the day. Coming up next, Krusty's Corner. I'll tell you what, I've got some really odd Super Bowl facts. We'll do those next. Thank you very much, Lucius. We've got our ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks joining us at the top of the hour. Talk all things Mavericks. What are some realistic options the Mavs could do as they've got a game against Minnesota tonight, which they're going to be very, very shorthanded. No Luka, no Lively, no Kyrie. But right now it is time for Krusty's Corner. And here he is. (laughs) King of the Krusties brought us. Thank you very much there, Wooly Boy. Appreciate that. Uh... Man, I've been enjoying this Senior Bowl coverage. By the way, it's gone off the air, but circle back on that after work tonight. Look forward to checking out this practice. NFL Network's doing a really good job of showing the, the all the feel. I know I talked about that yesterday. Uh, all the right angles. Yeah, I found another word that, you know, another British-English word. Yes. The word is, okay, uh, the English word is... Uh, they call this what's in America we call what's on the end of a, a pencil? Eraser? Eraser. Would you like to guess what they call it in England? No. No? I've... No, no. <laughs> a, 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 a rub uh, off. Uh, a, a, a rubber brought... rubber back. A rubber. Okay. It's actually called a rubber. We were on the right track there. You were. How well, about that? I think I think yeah. you 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 that was on you, Walchuk. Yeah. Good call. That was uh, just trying yeah. to think of like what is this eraser, thing look like? Yeah, yesterday we played a game where we had uh, British words and and uh, American words that mean you know same thing but different pronunciations, right, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was telling my wife about the ice lolly. Ice lolly. The ice lolly is fun. Yeah. We should just call that ice lo- popsicles. Ice lollies. Now. Ice lollies. I, I agree. It's fun but, to say. Yeah, that's a rubber. That's what's known on the end of a pencil. Okay. In in, in the UK. 
called a rubber. Okay, Look here we go. That, man. So we the, go. the word rubber just gets tossed around in elementary school classes just there all matter. over the place. Hey, I need a new rubber. I My need rubber, a new rubber. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful when you're talking about that, you know? Yeah. All right. These are some things that uh, the Super Bowls have brought us in the past. I'll kind of walk you through some of these things. Maybe you like go, huh, yeah, brought us? All right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, here we go. Super Bowl Eight. This is the first time that the, uh, you know, if you go back to previous box scores of Super Bowls before Super Bowl Eight, there were, uh, you saw field goals that were made of 10 yards or less in those Super Bowls. Do you want to guess why? Because the, the, the goalpost was at the goal line, right? That's right. That's right. That, to me, is still weird. I mean, that is Super Bowl eight was the first time that the goalposts were moved from the goal line to the back line. I, I mean, I can't. They went seven Super Bowls before that change. Well, if you're a defensive coach, you just you, pit, you, well, I guess I don't know if you use it as an offensive pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, run it could be a it could be a benefit. Yeah. It could be a benefit to, I guess, either side. But the smarter offenses would take uh-huh. advantage. I mean, of as that. a quarterback, I could see being kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Like I'm trying to throw around this thing. Yeah. It really is just a, an unnecessary obstacle just for right everyone there in involved. The, just like the 12th <laughs> defender down there. We need to figure out. <laughs> so weird. But uh, but like you said, it could also be the 12th offensive player. Yeah, and the receiver runs yeah, the man runs covering. Right through it. Yeah. Right through it. Super. Uh, we got to figure out who is the guy who said, like, stepped up and said, okay, enough is enough here. Maybe well, somebody the, ran it. We got to figure I'll, that out. We'll do out. some research on that. How about this? In Super Bowl ten. this is the first time that the play cop, Play, <laughs> play clock was visible clock. to teams. Clock with an L. I said that, almost said it incorrectly. Play <laughs> clock. Fixed it. God, I fixed it with quick, an L. Quick. That's <laughs> almost embarrassing. Oh, Jane Slater, I know what you're feeling right now. G bag of the day for tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. This is the first time that it was visible to teams and spectators. Super Bowl ten. Yeah. So what were they doing before? Were they just they like just doing a countdown? Sh- they weren't showing the play clock. They they weren't actually. They didn't have a actual the numbers. So it could have been. Hey, they're going over. Super we Bowl would have 10. no idea. First time that the actual with a visible play clock was mandatory. You're struggling here, man. I, I think can't you say just the said word it. clock. Play clock. I said clock. Are you doing a bit? Maybe. Maybe say play clock. Five times fast. No, I'm not. Play clock, play clock, play clock, play Super clock, Super Bowl. Clock. Dude, impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Now do toy boat. Super Bowl 16. This is the first time that we'd seen the Telestrator. Ooh, oh, was it the Telestrator? Yeah. Was it? Was that the, a Madden thing? Yeah, it was a Madden thing. Let's yes. go. The Telestrator made its national debut. <laughs> I'm having trouble with these L words. It's Super Bowl 16. And, of course, John Madden was there to ring it in. John Madden, Super Bowl 16. An alley here and an alley there. And boom. Boom. Telestrator. That's Super, beautiful. Super Bowl 16. That's how it was meant to be. It is. It would, I would have been bothered if you were like somebody else came up with it and then Madden just like made it cool. Are they still using them? I don't see on the broadcast the Telestrator being used much. Well, now they have a little bit of the, uh, that's a good question. Herb Street's big on it. He's got a clicker. Okay. He's got a clicker these. And then Herb Street, I think, is big because he always holds the pen. You know, when they have the... The pre the the you know pregame show that he's like holding that kind of that pen yeah. so he can oh and then he's got in his yeah. other hand he's got his uh, the the leash to his dog <laughs> yeah yeah I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah you're so into the dog no he is <laughs> he does love his dog but and I he, don't and he thinks him. and he thinks we should all be as well Super Bowl twenty 
I mean, who gets to just show up to work with their dog every day? No, it's definitely unfair. I, don't go there. <laughs> My dog would love it, bro. Yeah. She hates when I walk out the house. Yeah. I feel so bad. She Me would too. love it. You guys would love Cleo. I'd love to meet Cleo. You would love Cleo. Oh, my God. Have you potty trained? She doesn't even know yet? she's a pit bull. She lets a little other dog punk her. <laughs> really? But you're a pit bull. You don't know what these people say about you out here. Cleo. Well, one of these Act days. like it. Cleo, one we of these need days. you to be vicious. Yeah. Cleo, I'm going to rename you. It's going to yeah. click. It's going to click one of these days. I and hope she, I'm not there for it. Yeah. No, you no, don't. Yeah, yeah that. that's a terrible idea. It'll be Sean. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do to her, Sean? <laughs> 1985. Bears. Bears. This was the uh, the rap song came out, the Super Bowl Shuffle. You guys remember? You ever heard the Super Bowl Shuffle song? Oh, absolutely. Well, I I I've definitely heard it, but I couldn't. Sure, we've heard I, it. I, I couldn't, couldn't. I couldn't recite it. it. Did you know that the Super Bowl Shuffle sold half a million copies and got all the way to number 41 on the Billboard? Top 100. That's pretty impressive. That is. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, I'm a pokey I, I can get why this made the Billboard Top 100. This yeah. has some vibes this, to it. This is number 41. It's a banger. It is a banger. <laughs> uh, was it all 11 of the defense that was doing was, this? Or? Jim McMahon was part of it. Okay, They're all so in their they, 20s. Why they look so damn old they, back then? It was an old team. It was an old team. They lived hard. That was an old team. Oh, I get it. Super Bowl 21. This is the first time we saw the Gatorade shower. Ooh. Bill Parcells. After routing the Broncos, the national audience bore witness to the spectacle. Any coaches who hate having to clean themselves up off the involuntary bath have the G-men to thank. Super Bowl 21. And what year was that? Uh, What was that? 86? 86? Okay. 85 was Super Bowl 20. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Super Bowl 31. So, wait, wait but as an as a old-school football player, you didn't grow up doing that to your coach? No. Okay. No. That, that but then was, once you the saw Giants. it happen, everyone was doing the Giants it. The Giants were the – yeah, like, you were like, whoa. That's pretty So, badass. maybe by the time you were at LSU, perhaps you were, you were I doing don't Gatorade think, baths? I don't think I ever saw one of our coaches at LSU get a Gatorade bath. Wow. And we won some big games, but never Heck yeah, you did. Because you guys had one of the best long snappers in the history of the program. <laughs> never punted. Never. <laughs> never had to punt. Never had to punt. <laughs> Super Bowl 31. <laughs> this is when we get the Fox box. Ooh, that's a top five box. Yeah. That's Fo- the Fox score, box, a top five box, Walchuk. Score, time remaining, down and distance, always on the screen. We didn't have that one. That That's my Super Bowl. Super Bowl 31. They had 30 Super Bowls before that with no way of keeping up with the score, yes. the time, down and distance, and all so that. So we can thank Fox for that. Yeah, when you that's go called back the Fox Box. And like, because I, I rewatched What's it called? The Cowboy, the Fox Box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rewatched the Cowboy Super Bowls. You don't have that there. Like, every once in a while, it'll just like pop up with the time left yeah. and the score. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just not on the screen. Wow. That, that was huge. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do the uh, top 10 boxes one of these top days. Top 10 we'll boxes. That'd be a good one. Good box. Super Bowl 33. You guys remember Eugene Robinson? Ooh, it is, uh, no, 33? I don't. Super Bowl 33. Is that a Raider? I know Eugene, Eugene was with us in Green Bay. He won a Super Bowl with us in Green Bay. But he was busted for soliciting a prostitute the night before the game. That's right. Really? Yes. Yeah. He was a Falcon? He, yeah, he just won That's NFL right. Man of the Year, by the way, too. That's right. Okay. I knew there okay. was a Falcons player of that I wasn't story, sure but I didn't know who was, it was. I wasn't sure if this was the Raiders guy before the right. Bucks game. This was Falcons When he got busted, it wasn't a surprise. Oh, was Not it? to anybody that been with Eugene in Green Bay. 
Oh, no. Oh, he was that guy. That's kind of his way of getting ready for the game. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. But he didn't. nobody covered for him this yeah. time. Nobody covered for him this time. He was giving back to the community. Though. He, See was, how he was Walton Payton Man of the Year. I see that. He was <laughs> he sure giving was. back to the community. He was, he's one of the league's <laughs> good guys. Man. Yeah. Dion's motto was look good, feel good, play good. I, I, yeah. I think Eugene had a bit of a different one. He, he sure did. did. And my final one here is uh, Super Bowl 37. You guys remember Barrett Robbins? Ooh, no. This he, could be Raider guy. This is Raider okay. guy. Pro Bowler, All Pro in 2002. He was on the. He was a center for the uh, Raiders offensive line. Uh, he went missing for most of the day before the game after not taking his depression medication. When he finally showed up at the team hotel that evening, he was disoriented, and Bill Callahan left him off the Raider roster. Turned out that Robbins had been partying in Tijuana, Mexico, thinking, according to his wife, that the Raiders had already won the game. Needless wow. to say, they didn't. Oh, my god! And they wouldn't go on to either. And they wouldn't go on. <laughs> that either. must have been a hell of a night, though, in Tijuana. Like, you're partying oh like a Super Bowl gosh. champion. The game hasn't back. even happened hey, we, yet. We, we, we've won. Wow. We, we got to everyone in Tijuana footage. is thinking, hell yeah, you won. <laughs> we got to get some footage, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that Gentlemen, is a, those are some, oh, uh, some epic, facts dude. Thank you very Super much, Brian. Krusty's Corner every day, 245-ish here in the G-Bag Nation. We'll get more of the NFL NFL News of the Day at 320, but let's talk some hoops, shall we? Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joins us next in the nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.